Welcome to the Holsey B. Mark radio station. Listen, share, follow. Be part of the journey. Listen to things from cryptozoology, UFO, comedy, music, interviews, Freddy the Free Car Show, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. The day begins when a day that you happen to know is Wednesday starts off by sounding like Sunday. There's something seriously wrong somewhere. I felt for a moment I woke. And yet, when I started functioning a little more sharply, I misgave. After all the odds were that it was I who was wrong and not everyone else. I did see how this, that could be. I went on waiting, tinged with doubt, but presently had my first bit of rejected evidence. A distant clock struck a sonary just like eight. I listened hard and suspiciously. Soon after, another clock began. On a loud, distinctive note, in leisurely fashion, gave an astutful eight. But I knew things were array. Away I came to miss the end of the world, all the end of the world I'd known for close on thirty years was sheer accident. Like a lot of survival. When you come come to the thick of it. In the nature of things, a good many somebodies always in hospital, lower averages have picked on me to be one of them a week or so before. It might have just as easily have been a week before that, in which case I would not be writing now. I'm not here at all, but the chance pl- played it not only that I should be in hospital that peculiar time, particular time, but that my eyes were indeed my whole head would be wreathed in bandages. That's why I'm being grateful to whatever orders these averages. At the time, however, I was only peevish, wondering what the thunder went on. For I've been in the place long enough to know the next to the matron, the clock is the most secret thing in a hospital. Without a clock, the place simply doesn't latch. Every second is someone consoling thing in its births, deaths, doses, meals, lights, talking, working, sleeping, resting, visiting, dressing, washing. Hitherto is that the creed that somebody should begin to wash and tidy me exactly three minutes after 7am. There was one of the best reasons I had for appreciating a private room. A public ward and messy proceeding had taken place in a whole unnecessary hour earlier. But here, today, clocks of varying reliability were continued to strike eight in all directions and still no one has shown up. Much as I disliked the sponging process, and use as it had been to suggest the help of a guiding hand as far as the bathroom would em- could eliminate it. This failure to occur was hardly discouraging. Besides, it was normally a close forerunner of breakfast. I was feeling hungry. Probably it would have been agreed about it every, any morning, but today is Wednesday, 8th of May, was occasion of particular personal importance. I was 
terribly anxious to get all the fuss and routine over, because this, this was the day they were going to take off my bandages. I groped around a bit to find the bulb bush and let them have a few sec- five-second glanter, just to show what I was thinking of them. I was waiting for the short, pretty short-tempered response and, and such appeal ought to bring. I went on listening. The door outside, I realised, was sounding even more wrong than I f- thought. The noises made, or failed to make, were more like Sunday than Sunday itself. I came around again to being absolutely assured that it was Wednesday, whatever else had happened to it. Why the founders at St. Mary's Hospital chose to erect their institutions at a main road crossing upon a valuable office site and thus expose their patient's nerve to constant laceration and forcible that they never properly understood. But for those fortunate enough to be suffering from complaints unaffected by the wear and tear continuous traffic, did have the advantage that one could lie abed and still not be out of touch to speak of our life Kashmi was a westbound bus thundering along, trying to beat the lights at the corner. As often as not, a pig, his squeal breaks and servo shots for the silencer, were told that they, they hadn't. Then the release of cross traffic, the rev and the roar as it started up the incline. And even now, when there were, would be an interlude, a good grinding bump, Followed by general stoppage, it's seeming tantalizing to one in my condition, with its stent of cantatemps be judged entirely by the degree of profanity resulting. Certainly neither by day nor during most of the night. Was there any chance of that myriad patient being under the impression that a common round had stopped just because he had personally was on the shelf for the moment? But this was the morning was different, disturbing, because mysteriously different. No wheels rumbled, no buses roared, no sound, no car of any kind. It was fat, it was, that was to be heard, no brakes, no horns, not even the chomping of a few or horses that still occasionally pass, nor, as there should be at such an hour, the constant tramp of work bound feet. The more I listened, the quieter it seemed, the queerer it seemed, and the less I cared for it. In that, what I reckoned to be ten minutes of careful listening, I heard five steps of shuffling, hesitating footsteps, three voices brawling unintelligibly in the distance, and hysterical sobs of a woman. There was not the cooing of a pigeon, not the chirp of a sparrow, nothing but the humming of the wires in the wind. A noisy, nasty, empty feeling began to crawl up inside me. It was the same sensation I used to have sometimes as a child. I got to fancying that horrors were lurking in the shadowy corridors of the bedroom. When I then put a foot out of place of fear, and something would reach from under the bed and grab my ankle. Then in reach for the switch, least the movement should cause something to lay at me. I had to fight down the feeling, just as I had to do, to do when I was a kid in the dark. And it was not easy, no, it was no easier. Surprising how much you don't grow out of when you comes to the test. 
November Mental Fears are still marching along with me, waiting for their chance and pretty nearly getting it. Just because my eyes are bandaged and traffic had stopped. While I pulled myself together a bit, I tried a reasonable approach. What does traffic, why does traffic stop? Well, usually because the road is closed for repairs. Perfectly simple. Adding time now to get along with a paranatic drill as another touch of surreal. All, uh, all varieties, long suffering patients. The trouble with that reasonable line was it was that it went further. I pointed out there was not even a distant hum of traffic, not the whistle of a train, not the hoot of a dugboat, not just nothing. Till the clocks began chiming at a quarter past eight. Station to take a peep, not more than a peep, of course, just enough to get some idea of what earth would be happening was immense. But I resisted it for one thing. It appeared a far less simple matter than it sounded. It was just a case of lifting a bandage, blood hold, a lot of pads of bandages. But more importantly, I was scared to try. After, after a week of complete blindness, can I can do a lot of fighting you out of taking chances with your sight? It's true that indeed to remove the bandages today. What would be done in a special dim light that would only allow them to stay after inspection? My eyes are satisfied. I did not know whether it would be. It might be that my sight was permanently impaired, or that it might not be able to see at all. I did not know yet. I swore and lit lie down the bell bush again. It helped to relieve my feeling a bit. No one seemed was interested in the bell. Again, to get as much annoyed as possible, I was worried. It's eliminated to be dependent anyway. Day. Still, the poorest part had no one to depend on. My patience was whittling down. Something I decided had got to be done about it. If I were brought down a passage and drowning raised hell, someone ought to show if they only to tell me that they fought for me and what turned me back and and the seat and got out of bed. I'd never seen this room. I was in, though, and a fairly good idea on my ear of the position of the door. This wasn't that easy to find. There seemed to be several buzzing and unnecessary obstacles. I got across the stubbit across the cost of the stubbit bow and my damage to my shin. I shut my head against the passage. Hey! I shouted. I want some breakfast. Room 48. At a moment, nothing happened. Then the king voices all shouted together. It sounded like hundreds of them. A lot of word coming through clearly. It was though I put out a record of crowded noises. An indisposed crowd at that. I had a nearish flash, night flash flash, wondering whether I'd been transferred to a mental. Home, and the while I was sleeping, and it was not St. Mary's at all. Those voices simply didn't sound normal to me. I closed the door, hurriedly, and people. I groped my way back to the bed. At that moment, it, the bed seemed to be well, well in the safe, comforting thing in the whole baffling environment, as if an underlying that came in sound with which checked me into the act of pulling up the sheets. For the street below grows a scream.
wildly distraught and contagiously terrifying. It came three times, and when it died away, it seemed still to tingle in the air. I shuddered. I could feel the sweet pickle of my forehead under the bandages. I knew now that something fearful and horrible was happening. I could, did not stand in my insulation and happiness any longer. I had to know what was going on around me. I put my hands to my bandages, then with my fingers on the safety pins. I stopped. <clears throat> Suppose the treatment had not been successful. Suppose that when I took the bandages off, I were to find that I still could not see. That would be worse still, a hundred times worse. I let the carriage to be alone <clears throat> and find out they had to not save my sight. Even if they had, would it yet would it be safe yet to keep my eyes uncovered? I dropped my hands and lay back. I was wild at myself at a place I did some silly, weak cursing. Some little while must have passed before got a proper hold on things again. But after a bit, I found myself churning around in my mind. Once, after a possible hallucination, I could not, did not find it. But I did become absolutely convinced that become all the paradox of hell it was Wednesday. For the previous day had been notable. I could swear that no more than a single night had passed since then. You find it in the records of Tuesday, 7th May, the Earth's orbit through the cloud of combat debris. You can believe it if you like. Minnie's did. Maybe it's so. I couldn't prove anything either way. I was nice to see what happened. I did have my own ideas. All that actually known the occasion was I spent the evening in my bed listening to eyewitness accounts. What's constantly considered, he claimed, to be the most remarkable celestial spectacle record. Yet beyond, until something actually began, nobody had ever heard a word about this supposed comet or debris. Why that bulkers it, considering that everyone would walk, hobble or carried, was either out the doors or the windows enjoying the great free fire show this way ever. I don't know, but they did. It helped impress me still more heavily I meant what it meant to be sightless. I got round a feeling that the treatment had, been un- had not been successful. I'd rather end the whole thing and go that on that way. It was reported in the news bulletins during the days of the mysterious bright green flashes you see in the California skies over the, the previous the previous nights however such a lot of things did happen in California no one could be expected to get greatly worked up over that the further reports came in this comrade whose motif made an appearance and it stuck the accounts arrived from all over the Pacific a night made brilliant by green meteors said to be something in such numerous showers the whole sky appeared to be wheeling around it so it was when it came to thinking of it as a bright new, light, light, as a night light, light mood, 
westward and the brilliance of the distant this with a freak comet event renders most of Earth's population blind. Bill Mason is one of the lucky few to obtain his sight. The London he walks to is cramped with groups of men and women needing help, some ready to prey on what those who they still could still see. Not up but another man is stalked behind and sighted alike. But nobody just stopped this spread. The triffids, mower plants of lethal stings and cadavers ever covered under the cannabonis appetites seen to wipe out the visited predators. A day the triffids are perhaps the most famous catastrophe novel of the 20th century. It is startling imaginative with desolate streets and lost, lurching plant-like life retaining its power to a halt today.